Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. What we start off today talking about is what if you think your spouse is cheating, but you're not quite sure? Is there any way to assess to determine whether or not he or she may be cheating on you? I'm going to give you five things to consider. I call it roadmap. My name is Kimberly Holmes, CEO of Marriage Helper. And at Marriage Helper, we exist to save and strengthen relationships. If you are going through something in your marriage right now where you feel like you have lost hope, you don't know who to believe, and you don't know where to turn, then we are here for you. With our workshops that we hold, having a 77% success rate at saving marriages, being around for 20 years, and our material reaching over 300,000 people, we have a ton of experience in knowing how to help you save your marriage and become the best person that you can be. No matter what has happened in your marriage, we believe that there is hope for you. We believe it because we have seen it in the lives of tens of thousands of people who we have seen marriages saved. We look forward to sharing hope and truth with you in this podcast. And we are so excited to be going through a series of past best favorite podcast episodes with Dr. Joe Beam. We're going to be doing this over the next several weeks as our team internally at Marriage Helper is working on some very exciting new projects, new endeavors, and things that you will be hearing about over the next couple of months. So we wanted to go back through the amazing content that Dr. Joe and the team has already put together and highlight some of the best episodes and best marriage tips to help you in the situation that you're in right now. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcast, on Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave a review. That helps this podcast make its way in front of the eyes and ears of other people who are looking for the same help, hope, and truth that you are. If you are looking for more about how we can help you at Marriage Helper, be sure to go to marriagehelper.com, and you can always call our office at 866-903-0990. I'm looking forward to diving in with you to this week's topic. the roadmap to assess whether or not your spouse might be cheating on you. We're going to abbreviate the word road to RD as it would be on many maps and like you would write on an address if you were sending a letter to somebody. So RD map, roadmap. And each of those stands for a various thing. Now, let me explain to you. The first one is this. If the way that your spouse is responding to you has changed, you say, what do you mean? Well, for example, if he or she is evading answering your questions, when you ask, where were you? What were you doing? What about this? What about that? And sometimes even the most innocuous of things you talk about, and it's like, what is it that he or she is hiding from me? Another is perhaps they are accusing you of causing a problem where none exists. Like, why do you ask about this? Why do you make those insinuations? Why do you seem to be bothered by these kinds of things? And another way is that they question your sanity or talk to you in such a way as to begin to make you question your sanity. Now, understand that I could elaborate a lot more on these and I will. This week, I will be filming 
for our YouTube audience, a longer version of these where I go into more detail and explain them in greater detail than I am now. Plus, plus, if you determine that your spouse really is cheating on you, what do you do then? And so if you want the longer version of what I'm giving you now, then please go to youtube.com slash marriagehelper and subscribe. And that way you will know as soon as this video goes up and any other videos that we do. And we're putting up videos every week, all kinds of videos about relationships. But this one about the roadmap to assess whether your spouse may be cheating. Now, remember, it's R-D-M-A-P, roadmap. Under the R is the fact that your spouse is responding to you in the ways that I mentioned. The D means that you discover that you're being treated differently by the people that are close to your spouse, maybe his or her family, his or her friends, that they have not been uncomfortable around you before, but they are now. Or that they tend to avoid you when before you could be friends and talk about all kinds of things. Or when they're around you, they begin to display looks of sadness or pity or sympathy or even anger. You say, well, why might that be an indication of the fact that my spouse may be cheating? Because sometimes the people closest to your spouse are the ones that know about it, even when you don't. And if that bothers them, either about you or about what's happening, they'll start treating you differently. Now let's go to the M. The M has to do with what's missing. Is there time missing? Like you don't know where your husband or wife is. And when you ask those questions, it's back to what we said in number one. They respond to you in such a way like, why are you trying to cause a problem when none exists? Or they get you to start questioning your own sanity. But there's time missing where you don't know where he or she is. And it's not just something that happens rarely, but it begins to happen more often. Or there's money missing. Because of the fact that if you're involved with somebody else, particularly if you're the male, but it can also work with a wife, a female. If you're involved with somebody else, it can get to the point where it can be expensive. So not just missing time, but also missing money or missing affection. What I mean by that is they used to be affectionate with you, but now they're a little standoffish, a little different. And when they're with you, you can tell that something's different. Then to the A. So we've gone through R, D, M, A. Altered or new behaviors. You see, what do you mean? Well, they've changed their appearance. Either they've lost weight or gained weight, whatever the case needs to be for them to think they look better. They started changing the way that they dress. They start changing the way that they actually do things. And so their appearance has changed or their beliefs or values or even their involvement with their religion. Like they used to be very active at your church or synagogue or whatever it is you're part of. But now they don't go as much. They tend to be avoiding those kinds of things. And the things that they used to say were wrong, they now begin to indicate, well, maybe we were wrong to think those things were wrong. So altered appearance, altered beliefs, values, religion, or altered involvement with you and are your kids. Like he or she used to spend time with your children, but now very seldom, if at all, used to spend time with you doing things, but now very seldom, if at all. And then we get to the final, the P, protected, meaning that they're protecting devices like their cell phone, like their email accounts, those kinds of things. Like, you know, you don't need to be looking around in there. This mine, this is my personal property. Leave it alone. And so they begin to protect their devices or electronic things, such as email away from you, or even particularly places like don't come around work anymore. Or don't come in this particular room. This is my man cave or my woman cave. And I do my things in there. Don't come around. And so they begin to protect certain places. It could be even the places they go to hang out in the evening. Like I'm just having a beer with the guys or whatever it might be. 
but they don't want you there. So they protected devices, protected places, or protected storage. Like you discover, you see that, wait a minute, there's a safety deposit box I didn't know about. Or there's a financial account that I didn't know about. Or there's a storage unit I didn't know about. Now, you might be saying, well, wait a minute, Dr. Beeman, you're saying that any of those may indicate the fact that my spouse is cheating. Yes, possibly, but not necessarily probably. I don't want you to start worrying about things you don't need to worry about. Don't start imagining things because that'll drive you crazy. And the next thing you know, you'll be accusing a spouse of doing things that he or she is not doing. So be very careful with this information. These are not absolutes. But the more of these things there are on that roadmap, those five things I just gave you, the more of them that there are, the greater the likelihood that something's going on that shouldn't be going on, which could be cheating. But it also might be they've gotten into something else they don't need to be in, like gambling or whatever else it might be. Now, again, I need to explain these in more detail. Right now, I'm just giving you kind of the, the touch of it, just a little bit to understand it. Don't look at these, and based on what I just said here, make a decision. Please, please sign up for a YouTube account. Please look at the video I'll be recording later in this week, which gives a lot more great, a lot greater and a lot more detail about this. And then if the signs become pretty obvious that it looks as if he or she really is, there's another step you need to make before you make the decision that I'll explain on the YouTube video. And then if you discover that it actually is happening, what do you do? Today, we're going to start off for a few minutes talking about a topic that we have amortized in various places, and perhaps that's why you're listening. And if so, then we'll do our best to explain it to you. The question is this, how do I get past my spouse's cheating? When I wrote about this, I wrote about it this way. Okay, if your spouse has cheated on you, but now they're back, and they're saying they want to make the marriage work, but although you're trying to get past it and make your marriage good again, you still hurt. Some days, more than others, of course. You find yourself reliving the lies, the devastating sense of loss, the violation of your trust. So what do you do? Do you just end the relationship and go your own way? That's a possibility, of course. Or do you swallow the pain and just do the best you can as you try to put the marriage back together? That's a way you could do it, but we would not recommend that. Or, or find a way to heal your relationship and heal your heart. Now, if you're listening right now saying, oh, wait a minute, Dr. Beam, my spouse has been unfaithful to me, but he or she has not indicated yet that they want to put the marriage back together. Well, the things I'm going to be talking about for the next 10 minutes or so would actually apply to that as well, but not completely. In other words, I can still give you the basic principles that would be for you to find the healing that you need. Because what I'm talking about now for the next few minutes or so, it's not about how to heal your marriage. That's actually a different topic, and that definitely requires both of you. However, healing from the pain is something you can do even if your spouse doesn't know how to help or your spouse doesn't want to help. Now, I'm, address I'm addressing situations here where your spouse wants to restore the marriage after cheating. However, as I just said, the principles can help even if your marriage ended because of the infidelity. And as a way I typically do this, I'll give you some don'ts first, don't do these things, and some do's if you really want to find the healing. And if indeed your spouse is willing to work with you, I'm going to give you a little bit under that as well. Okay, under the don't. Don't allow yourself to ruminate repeatedly about what happened. 
You know, sometimes that can happen. It just gets in your head and just goes over and over and over and over and over again. It's like you find yourself obsessed by it. You wish you could think about something else, but it seems that this just dominates. And if you try to do something else, the next thing you know, you're thinking about this instead. Well, that's not going to be healthy for you. And it's going to be really, really difficult if you keep doing that. And especially, especially if you're allowing yourself to visualize your spouse's actions. Now, we're talking about here, of course, infidelity. And so you might be imagining him or her, your husband or your wife. You might be imagining him or her doing certain things with the affair partner. And I know that that's human. As a matter of fact, you may even have asked about it. Did you do this? Did you do that? Well, I'll I'll recommend that if you're going to stop yourself from ruminating repeatedly about this, letting it just obsess you, then stop asking those kinds of questions. And if you've already asked them, don't let yourself think about them anymore. Because if you visualize, first of all, what you're visualizing is not accurate. Because you weren't there, you didn't see it. It's what your mind's conjuring up. And secondly, long after your spouse is able to heal from this and put the marriage back together, you'll still be having those things in your head. So actually, I'm asking you to to stop thinking about those visual things. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you how to do that. And stop replaying the lies. You know, when it comes to infidelity, one of the biggest damaging parts of it is the fact not just that he or she slept with somebody else or got emotionally connected to somebody else. A big part of it is just you thinking about how dishonest they were, how they deceived you, the lies, that lack of of honesty and integrity, that violation of your trust, all those kinds of things. I mean, they could be very, very painful. And if you keep replaying those lies, and then he said that, or then she told me that, and, and he said he was going to be working that weekend and he was with her. She said, on and on it goes. So please try to stop doing that. Now you might be thinking, okay, Dr. Beam, easy enough to say, <laughs> but how, how do you do that? Well, there's a thing called mindfulness, M-I-N-D-F-U-L-N-E-S-S, mindfulness. Unfortunately, If you type that in on Google or whatever search engine that you use, you're going to get, you know, of course, millions of hits immediately. And most of them are junk. And so what we've done is we found some links to some really good resources to help you do this thing called mindfulness so that you can stop this rumination this going over and over and over again in your head. And hopefully they're showing up on your screen right about now. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, these links are coming up about right now. And if it's not now, they'll come up pretty quickly after that. And also, if um, if you're looking at some of the chat on Facebook or YouTube, probably they're also being put there as well, even as I speak. If not, they'll be up in a couple of minutes. Now, these links are two good resources about mindfulness. Now, one of them, maybe two, actually link back to the Stanford Medical School website, and you're going to go, I'm not a medical doctor. How is this going to apply to me? Because they link to things that are not necessarily just for medical doctors. But because of the fact that Stanford vetted those sites, looked at those things, found the best stuff there, if they think it's good enough for the medical doctors that they serve, that they train and that they serve, then I'll guarantee it's good enough for us as well. So if you want to deal with the mindfulness thing, write down those links. And when you get a chance, go check those things out.
Okay, so the first thing that you don't do, don't allow yourself to ruminate repeatedly. Now, the second thing is this. Don't take on the hurt of others who are upset with your spouse. I remember well, a lady called me many years ago. I was actually speaking at Pepperdine University at the time out in Malibu, California. And she tracked me down there because her husband had been unfaithful to her. And she wanted to ask a couple of questions. She was a friend from way back. So I was happy to take her call. And in the course of things, she said, my friends want me to castrate him. To which I replied, I hope that's figurative rather than literal. She said, they want me to punish him in every way you can imagine. They want me to just destroy this man for what he did to me. And I said, how are you reacting to that? She said, I'm telling them I've got enough hurt on my own. I don't need to take on yours. Now, I realize it's human nature that you'll want to be around some people that you can talk about how badly your spouse treated you and how much he or she hurt you and have those people agree. You're right. He, she is scum, terrible, evil, wicked. And to some degree, we at least need those people who will listen and understand. But when they start piling on toward the other person, they're going to affect what you think and what you feel. And rather than helping you get over it and heal faster, in all likelihood, it's going to be just the opposite. It's going to take you longer to heal from it. And so please don't take on the hurts of others. You have enough hurt on your own. Don't let them program you to think in any way other than toward healing. And then the third don't is don't punish anyone, including you. What I mean by that is you might be beating yourself up. Oh, if I had only done this, if I'd done that, if this other thing had happened. And that's just punishing you. That's punishing you. And so please don't do that. Okay, how do you get past your spouse's cheating? I gave you the don't. Don't allow yourself to ruminate. And hopefully those those uh, links have come up, except for the fact that my crew is telling me in some texting here that uh, they've lost all contact. And therefore, I don't know if they're able to put it up for you at not or not. So what I'm going to do is by the time we get to the end of this program, I'll actually call up a document here on my screen, and I'll read to you what those, those uh, links are in case you don't have them. Okay, so number one, don't allow yourself to ruminate repeatedly. Figure out how to do this mindfulness I referred to. Number two, don't take on the hurt of others who are upset with your spouse. You've got enough hurt on your own. And number three, don't punish anybody, including you. So what do you do? Well, it's going to sound kind of superficial, but it's really very deep if you understand it. And it's not necessarily easy to do. But it can be done. So if you want to heal to get past your spouse's cheating, what do you do? Number one, acknowledge and embrace the pain and the anger. Now, you see, you don't need to think that you've got to be superhuman where it's like, okay, for the sake of my children, for the sake of my family, for the sake of my friends, I've got to be the strong one and not have any pain at all. Don't think you have to do that. It's definitely okay to be human. It's okay to hurt. But at the same time, at the same time, don't let that pain consume you. And again, that's back to the links we'll give you about the mindfulness. Don't let it consume you. And so number one, under the do, acknowledge and embrace the pain and the anger. Don't think that you've got to be superhuman. But at the same time, don't let it consume you. Therefore, therefore, be careful if you go see a therapist. Now, I'm not anti-therapist. I'm not anti-counselor. I'm actually very pro-therapist and pro-counselor. Except when it comes to trying to put marriages back together. Now, if you're just going to deal with your pain 
and that's all you're trying to do and you're not interested in putting the marriage back together, then the therapists probably are going to be better equipped to help you do that. But generally speaking, the way that therapists are trained today is to help people be happy. And therefore, if you're trying to deal with your marriage and you're dealing with some kind of pain, a lot of therapists will just say the best thing you can do is divorce and move on. So be careful of that. And then there are some therapists, believe it or not, just like every other profession on the planet. There are people who are awesome at it, people who are mediocre at it, and people who are just bad. Okay, just bad at what they do. And if you get one of those therapists who already is angry and carrying a chip on his or her shoulder because of a marriage problem or a relationship problem, then they're liable to lead you in a very, very bad direction. So acknowledge the the pain, embrace the pain and the anger, but don't let it consume you and be careful of whatever help you get. Okay. And then number two, accept that it happened. Don't play the, what if I'd done this game or what if my spouse had done that game? Just don't do that. Accepting means you don't try to change the past. It's done. What happened happened. I know you don't like it. I know it hurts. I know that you never want to go through anything like that again. But denying the past doesn't help you get anywhere. So just accept the fact it has happened. It did occur. I'm going to accept the fact that it did. And rather than letting it be my anchor that weighs me down the rest of my life, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to move on, which means that leads to the third thing here under the do. And that means forgive. Don't try to take vengeance. Because if you're trying to heal, if you're trying to get past your spouse's cheating, taking vengeance is going to make it worse and make it last a whole lot longer. And taking vengeance does something to you. It changes you into a person that you probably don't want to be. So don't take vengeance. Don't don't do that. The lady said one time, I'm going to call his boss and I'm going to tell him because that woman works there as well and he'll fire both of them. And my response was, what's your motivation here? Well, he should pay for what he's doing. In other words, in other words, what you're doing is that you want to take vengeance on him. You want him to suffer. She said, yes, that's exactly it. Is that what you want to be? Is that who you want to be? You know, that actually does something to your own integrity, to your own character, to your own personality. I'm all for justice. But vengeance is when you try to make the other person hurt as badly as you do. And another part of forgiving is decide that everyone who wronged you It's a flawed human. You understand? A flawed human. They're not evil incarnate. I know you may be thinking that about whoever your spouse was involved with, and he or she is the devil himself. No, they're not. They're flawed humans. And if you think of them as being evil, then it can justify anything you do or say. So I recommend that if you possibly can, see them as being a human who is flawed. Now, those are three don'ts and three do's. The don'ts, don't allow yourself to ruminate repeatedly. Don't take on the hurt of others who are upset with your spouse. And don't punish anyone, especially you. And under the do's, acknowledge and embrace the pain and the anger. And then accept that it happened and that you can't change it. So accept that it happened so you can move on past it. And then forgive by not taking vengeance on anybody and deciding that everyone who wrongs you is a flawed human. And here's a little extra piece of that. If your spouse is trying to put the marriage back to work together with you, if you're trying to work through it, then create some accountability that can help the healing so that the spouse who was the one who erred, the one who strayed, 
will have some accountability back to the other for at least six months, maybe a year. It's an amazing amount of accountability. Here's where I am. Here's what I'm doing. Here's the money I'm spending so that you can kind of put that trust back together and then focus on the future, not the past, not even the present, but where can we go from this? And we have a system that can help you with that. We call it the E-System of Reconciliation. If your spouse is willing to work with you, the E-System of Reconciliation. Now, right now, it's only available through our coaches. But if you want to get it through one of our coaches and work with one of them, we have both males and female coaches, then you call us at 615-472-1161. That's 615-472-1161. And say, hey, I want to talk to one of the client reps. I want to find out about this coaching and this e-system that Dr. Bean talked about, that Dr. Bean talked about. Okay. I think we have a toll-free number is 866 30990. That's 866-903-0990. And say, hey, I want to find out about this e-system. I want to be able to work through that. Friends, I hope that you got so much out of today's episode. Remember to please go and leave a review in Apple Podcast to help other people find our show. And if you would like more information about our Marriage Helper Workshops, which right now are all being done online so that you can access them from anywhere you are in the world, you don't have to take extra time off work, you save a ton of money in travel costs, then be sure you contact our office for more information about the dates, or you can find out more by going to our website at marriagehelper.com. We also have our Save My Marriage course, which again is for you if you are the spouse standing for the marriage and you can't get your spouse to agree to go to counseling with you, to go to a workshop with you, or to do anything with you, or even talk to you, then be sure you check out our Save My Marriage course. You can find out more about that on our website as well. We also offer marriage coaching as well as toolkits and a ton of free YouTube videos. Go and follow Marriage Helper on YouTube and subscribe there. We're releasing new content every single week. All right, I'll see you next week as we cover another topic from Dr. Joe Beam with real help, hope, and truth for your marriage. Have an amazing week.